Hello, and welcome to Channel of Paradigm Blog, where I search into contents about how we can keep our values in life. Do things the right way, without relying on shortcuts. And live a quality working life. First file of contents deals with basics of leadership, and we are in its second chapter, entitled Contemporary Models of Leadership. This video looks into a setting that is required when we want to follow those models in practice. In one of my previous posts, I already presented a term, leadership models. In terms of describing conduct in practice, we can say they are approaches to leadership. Another use is to describe a way of thinking about leadership. And in this instance, we can call them philosophies of leadership. What I am gradually moving towards now are some specific models. Contemporary or modern leadership models. And right away, there is a first important point I want to emphasize. Contemporary models are formed with a prerequisite that a given company, public institution, or any other organization we deal with has been constructed in a way theory supposes they should be constructed. Let's take a look at what this means. Management and organization are fields of knowledge that deal with the question of how a group of people should work together to be efficient and to be successful. A summation will tell you that this field of science deals with the functioning of one, a group of people. Two, when this group is working together in line of some sort of common pursuit. Three, about how this group can be efficient, which means doing things in a right way. And four, about how this group can be successful, which is regarding doing the right things in the first place. We already made a short stop at a topic of management process in a post entitled Leader versus Manager. In its first phase, named a planning phase, a central task for planning personnel is to define an identity of an organization. This identity is essentially built of three organizational statements. One, defining a reason for existence. Clearing our why an organization, meaning a group of people working towards a common goal, exists, is what constitutes a so-called mission statement. In everyday use, it is a most vital base for leaders to build commitment and motivation. 2. Defining a desired future. Clearing out what an organization wants to build towards and where it wants to come to is what constitutes a so-called vision statement. This is a most vital base for creating alignment or what is commonly referred to as everyone rowing in the same direction. 3. Defining a chosen path. Clearing out the values, the strengths, and also the milestones is what tells about the way we will work in and constitutes a strategy 
This is last of the three most fundamental pieces of organizational identity. The whole trinity of organization's identity needs to be articulated so it can be talked about and thus shared among the members of an organization. Now, after presenting you the identity an organization needs in order to be efficient and successful, Let's solidify that understanding with a quick look into a traditional shape and functioning of organizations. You may have heard about modern trends of inclusion and empowerment. Well, in a traditional entity, a prevalence is that an identity remains unarticulated, unshared, and is kept for the boss or for the leading few. This creates a context where we have a boss on one hand and work is on the other. And between them exists a so-called transactional relationship. In short, this sort of relationship means that a worker creates value for an employer and in return, an employer pays for that value with what we call a wage or a salary. In such setting, Work is meant to realize boss's mission and vision. And the employees are hired and paid for to actually do it. There is no real shared commitment, so strong systems of control are put in place. And there is strong emphasis on reward and punishment system to guide everyone towards fulfilling boss's vision. I am sure you can recognize the sense of autocratic leadership and centralization of decision-making and of course rewards or profits as well, around boss or a little wider management team. As already indicated, such setting turned out to be inefficient and unsuccessful. Organizations that acted differently got themselves to better results. In a new setting, a management team presupposes a responsibility to define and to articulate an identity through developed trinity of statements. And a leadership team takes on responsibility to communicate that identity to members throughout the entire organization. This revised setting opened way to a transformed way of how organizations function. In such setting, it is possible for a wider group of members to make decisions without losing the necessary alignment of actions. So, a wider group of people can spot and solve problems, is actively engaged in such tasks, and co-creates a shape of an organization. You might notice that in such setting, there is no natural need for traditional control, but rather only for facilitation with valuable information and other resources necessary for quality work. When leaders and followers share purpose of their work and want the same thing, there is a partnership formed. And between them exists what we call a transformational relationship. When talking about new leadership models, what we should bear in mind is that there is a prerequisite for them to function well and to even be put in practice. A modern leader cannot do his or her work 
without a well-defined identity of an organization. Because it is a crucial ingredient of performed everyday tasks.